Harry Plotter. That's what some people are calling him. Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, releasing a new book yesterday. Spare is his memoir, and it's supposed to be full of bombshells. It seems there will be consequences for the royal family. There are people all around the world that seem to be interested. Prince Harry's new book claims that he and his brother, William, came to blows after Harry's marriage to Meghan. Apparently, Harry learned about his grandmother's death from the BBC. And in his two tours in Afghanistan, he claims to have killed 25 members of the Taliban. Copies of the memoir are flying off the shelf. Spare holds the number one spot on both Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Interviews will continue. Is it salacious or just setting the record straight? The UK is caught up in another royal family feud. But Christians can take comfort. Our king has adopted us as his children, and our elder brother is on our side. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Wednesday, we're continuing in a series called What Do We Do Now? If you're like me, I'm sure you have a new calendar for 2023 on your fridge or somewhere to help you keep track of the year. I'm always amazed at how humans have not changed much. We track the years, just like God's people did way back in the Old Testament. People have always been using calendars. They've been tracking the seasons since the very beginning of time. In fact, Genesis tells us that the Lord put the stars and planets in the sky for seasons and signs, and human beings have been tracking them ever since. The ancients understood so much about our world and the constellations just by observing the stars and movements of the moon and sun. Maybe they didn't have telescopes, certainly not computers, but one thing was for sure, they were just as smart as we are today. But for God's people, tracking the seasons and the times had a deeper significance too. It wasn't just to know when to harvest and when to plant, and it wasn't just to keep track of birthdays. God's people paid attention to the years so that they could liberate. Yes, you heard me right. The calendar was used in ancient Israel to let people know when liberation had arrived. In a moment, we're going to think about liberation. How does the calendar help us find liberation from our sins? How does it point us to Jesus? Well, stay with me. And in a few moments, we're going back to Leviticus where we will find Jesus. After the program, I'd like to send you the daily devotional that Charles Spurgeon wrote called Morning and Evening. I really do think this special book will help you get into the rhythm of reading God's Word every day. One page in the morning, a page in the evening, and every short devotional is based on God's Word, which will help you know it better through this year. And we have it for you in a special edition with gold-stamped binding, easy-to-read typesetting, and they've gently adapted Spurgeon's Victorian language for those of us reading today. I want to share this with you after the program. When you make your first-of-the-year gift to Haven today, you'll just need to call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or 
visit us on our website. You can make your gift there and ask for the book, Morning and Evening, at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just before we open with our first song, I want to invite you to join me on the radio next week. We're doing a series on Jesus and money. And I'd like to hear how the Lord is leading you to be a good steward with your finances in the midst of some hard financial times. Call us at 800-65-HAVEN and let the person know you'd like to record a short testimony for us to possibly use on the air. Now let's open the program with Pat Barrett. And it all comes down to this What you require of me Love my neighbor as myself a haven today called What Do We Do Now? I'm Charles Morris, and that was our opening song, Act Justly, Love Mercy, Walk Humbly, by Pat Barrett. Well, liberation, a word I mentioned a moment ago, means freedom. It means debts forgiven. It means restoration. Every 50 years is what I'm talking about. The ancient Israelites called it jubilee. The 50th was an important year, and it was important because it had to do with the Sabbath. The Sabbath year was the building block of the year of Jubilee, the year of liberation. Now, 
here's how Leviticus 25 lays the groundwork for what I'm talking about. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I am going to give you now, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather your crops. But in the seventh year the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Every seventh year was a Sabbath year. Just like every seventh day was a day of rest. Every seventh year, the land was given a year of rest. No plowing, no sowing, no working of that land. Now that is a beautiful image of the Lord's care for his creation and for his covenant people. He knows that nonstop work will wear you down. He knew already that burnout is real. So he calls us to rest. And he knows, like the children's story, the giving tree so painfully shows, that taking and taking from the earth will kill it over time. So he called for this rest. I think that's something we need to hear today, too, don't you? Rest. Take a rest. The holiday season can be so draining. Financially, it's expensive, but it can also be draining emotionally, physically, spiritually. The yearly celebration of Christmas should also signal us to take a rest, to look to Christ, to simply enjoy the fact that we are loved, known, and welcomed by the Lord of life. Israel was shown week by week that they needed to rest. Year by year, they were shown they needed to let things recover before working and taking again. And we need to remember that too, for it's in Christ we find our rest. But a Sabbath year, every seven years, wasn't all. The people of Israel were supposed to count how many Sabbath years that had gone by. And after the seventh Sabbath year, something even special, more special happened. It was Jubilee time. It was a year for setting free. Seven is the number of perfection. Seven sevens must be really significant. And after this perfect combination, the year of Jubilee, back to Leviticus 25, here's how it's described. The 50th year shall be a Jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines. For it is a jubilee, and it is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. If you sell land to any of your own people or buy land from them, do not take advantage of each other. You are to buy from your own people on the basis of the number of years since the jubilee. And they are to sell to you on the basis of the number of years left for harvesting crops. When the years are many, you are to increase the price. And when the years are few, 
you are to decrease the price because what is really being sold to you is the number of crops. Do not take advantage of each other, but fear your God. I am the Lord your God. Now, as you can tell, the year of Jubilee was a special, maybe call it an amazing year. Land was returned back to its original owner. Slaves were set free. And on top of all that, the people were reminded once again to treat one another with fairness and justice. Do not take advantage of others. Exploitation is a sin. Charging more than is fair. Underpaying. Treating people with prejudice. All these were banished in Israel, especially in that jubilee year. And here's the beautiful part for us Christians today. Christ's coming started an eternal jubilee. That's what Leviticus and the year of jubilee pointed to all along. Christ is the trumpet, sounding liberation, telling us that it has arrived. It was his mission. Jesus fulfilled this picture of freedom pointing to him as he proclaimed in that synagogue in Nazareth when he read from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Leviticus liberation wasn't just about freedom and treating others fairly. It was about freedom from sin and death, freedom in Jesus. Our sins are forgiven. In Jesus, we have been set free. Now, in the freedom that we have in Christ, just like the ancient Israelites, we've been directed outward to our neighbors to treat others fairly to work so that no one is taken advantage of, especially within the church. If we truly lived out this jubilee salvation that we have in Christ, the church would be such an example to all. It would be a city on a hill, showing the world what it means to love God and love neighbor. Well, I think today is a good time to think about your own life. Are you truly living in the jubilee that Christ won for you. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Are you living a jubilee life? The rhythm of Christmas reminded us that Christ came to set us free. And if we have faith in Christ, we are truly free indeed. So by the Spirit, we can live like that. And that's the glorious thing. He is ever-present with us to help us live as Christ would have us live, to help us love as we are loved, to forgive as we are forgiven. I want us to go back to Charles Spurgeon. I want us to hear something he wrote in his morning and evening devotionals. And here's Ted Staunton, who will voice it for us. May 3rd, evening reading. An ever-present help. Psalm 46, 1. Covenant blessings are not meant only to be looked at, but to be appropriated. Even our Lord Jesus is given to us for our present use. Believer, you don't make use of Christ as you ought to do. When you are in trouble, 
Why don't you tell him all your grief? Hasn't he got a sympathizing heart? And can't he comfort and relieve you? No. You are going about to all your friends, except your best friend, and telling your tale everywhere, except into the heart of your Lord. Are you burdened with this day's sins? Here is a fountain filled with blood. Use it, saint, use it. Has a sense of guilt returned to you? The pardoning grace of Jesus may be proved again and again. Come to him at once for purifying. Do you deplore your weakness? He is your strength. Why not lean upon him? Do you feel naked? Come here, soul. Put on the robe of Jesus' righteousness. Don't just stand there looking at it. Wear it. Strip off your own righteousness and your own fears, too. Put on the fair white linen, for it was meant to be worn. Do you feel sick? Pull the night bell of prayer and call on the beloved physician. He will give you the stimulant that will revive you. You are poor, but then you have a relative, a man of standing. What? You still won't go to him and ask him to give you of his abundance, even after he has given you this promise, that you shall be joint heir with him, and has transferred ownership of all that he is and all that he has to be yours? There is nothing Christ dislikes more than for his people to make a spectacle of him and not to use him. He loves to be employed by us. The more burdens we put on his shoulders, the more precious he will be to us. Let us be simple with him then, not backward, stiff, or cold, as though our Bethlehem could be what Sinai was of old. British actor who now lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, Ted Staunton, again reading for us from morning and evening, the devotional by Charles Spurgeon, an ever-present help. That is our Lord. Jesus Christ is ever-present by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to help us live, to help us make it through. We have been freed by him. Free to love the Lord with all our hearts, souls, and minds. Free to love our neighbor, maybe even more than ourselves. Free to be the people that God calls us to be. Let's take a moment to pray. Would you join me? Lord, here we are in this new year. Thank you for providing us more grace. Grace that we need to live our lives every day in this world to bear fruit for the kingdom. Lord, teach us to love others as we love ourselves, but love you first and foremost above all else. May we be reminded that grace came by Christ being born for us and dying for us, and grace continues with Christ coming back for us. Lord, minister to us, even forgiven sinners. And we pray this now, in the name of the Son, Jesus. Amen. Our love, the Lord.
a single by setting a light and it was finished upon that cross haven today and what do we do now well a few minutes ago you just heard a reading from morning and evening written by charles Spurgeon, and even though he wrote this over 150 years ago it's still one of the most popular daily devotionals in print today the reason seems clear to me These devotions by the late Charles Spurgeon continue to encourage Christians with the message of God's grace and God's love. He wrote each meditation on a single verse of Scripture, one to use in the morning, the other to use in the evening. Each one, though, to inspire and encourage us to rely on the Lord every day of this new year. And one other thing, the volume that we have for you, has a stamped gold binding with easy-to-read typesetting, and the language has been gently adapted, using the words of Spurgeon for readers in the 21st century. And here at the beginning of 2023, this is the perfect time to take up the challenge and focus your life more on God's Word. Why don't you call us right now? For your gift to the ministry, we'll send you morning and evening And we'll do it when you call 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online to our website. You can make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just as we have to go, I want to invite you to partner with us here at Haven Today. We need a friend like you to pray regularly for the ministry and to give automatically monthly to help us keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus on the radio station you listen to or on a podcast. Ask about becoming a Haven partner when you call or read more about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. 
Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to speak to the Lord face to face? It's the kind of question our children ask. Where's God? Why can't I see Him? The sincerity of the question sometimes reveals doubts or questions in our own hearts. But we have a promise in the book of John, chapter 3. The wind blows where it wants, you hear it, but you don't know where it came from. So it is with the Holy Spirit. We cannot see the Lord, but we know where He's been. No one can meet Him without changing. And He leaves joyful, hopeful, and faithful Christians in His wake. Where is God? By faith. He's right there in your heart. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.